0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey everyone. Before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join.
2: Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack A Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Packaday Podcast. You can get all your Packaday updates by following us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you can check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am here with my co host, Andrew Mertig. What's up, Andrew? It's good to be back for another Friday show. Yeah, it is
3: Friday. It's weird. I don't really know what day of the week it is today, but <laughs> but uh, a big Happy New Year to you. Uh, a Happy New Year to to the listeners. Um, everybody's gonna be listening to this in twenty twenty one. So that's yeah. very exciting. Um, you've been off for a little while uh, yes. because I got to do Monday show. The the um, post game breakdown with Maggie Loney. And of course that was a privilege and she's a lot better than you are. So that was (laughs) nice. And, but we're back and we get to preview a matchup for the number one seed and to knock the bears out of the
2: playoffs. So I'm pretty darn excited about Sunday's game. Yeah, this is going to be a fun football game. And really, a couple weeks ago, we talked when the Bears played the Packers that this game at the end of the season in Week 17 could have some huge implications for the Packers. We kind of thought at that time maybe uh, the Bears would be limping into a place where uh, this could be a divisional... matter if if the Packers didn't win that week 12 game but obviously we know that that went in the Packers favor and now here we're playing for some other things right we had a number one seed to play for the ability to kick the Bears out of the playoffs it's a beautiful place to be in week 17 but I want to talk some matchups and key back key uh, X factors that we want to talk about throughout the episode today ready to jump in here and talk about these Bears and Packers
3: Yeah, it is interesting that, you know, the way the way you said that, I I think there were a few different things that could have gone differently last week that would have dramatically affected this game. And, you know, whether that be the Rams beating the Seahawks and the Packers, knowing that they have the the number one seed wrapped up and we're probably going to be talking about Tim Boyle this week and instead of this really important game Um, and the Bears winning and the Cardinals losing and, and keeping this playoff hope alive for Chicago, which we never would have foreseen when we broke down the Chicago Green Bay game um, not that long ago, that that the Bears would be in the playoff hunt. And they, they've yeah. certainly been hot. I think if they would have lost last week, we would have seen um, – you know this team probably quitting on the season and and the Packers having a pretty sure. easy go of things. But as it is, this is certainly going to be contentious. It's still Chicago Green Bay. It's always going to be a competitive. And so we're going to talk about what matchups really are going to make this go. And we'll start off on offense. And I'm going to pick the Bears cornerbacks against the Packers wide receivers. And so Jalen Johnson and Buster Screen have yet to practice this week. Mm -hmm. Um, They did not practice on Thursday. And so that, of course, is usually a pretty good indication of where things are at if they're not at least walking through. Uh, We know Kyle Fuller is going to match up with Devontae Adams. I would assume the Bears are going to do their best to have safety help on Adams the entire game. And if Johnson and Screen aren't able to go, that leaves second-year player Duke Shelley and rookie Kindle Wilder left to try to cover MVS, Equinemius, and Lazard. And I think that is going to give them a lot of room to work and potentially a very favorable matchup. And honestly, this is a matchup the Packers would need to win if the Bears secondary was at 100%, and it doesn't look like that is going to be the case. So the expectation should be Aaron Rodgers has another
2: excellent performance, Backers are able to put up yet another 30 plus points. Yeah, so you said a couple things there. I mean, it's, it's exciting that we're here and we're talking about potentially locking up the number one seed. And it is so much extra drama because it's the Chicago Bears. But, I mean, Devontae Adams has just been lighting the league on fire. And you mentioned the way that they probably will give some safety help and those kinds of things. It's amazing week to week. It does seem like that there have been some teams that have successfully limited Devontae. But then there's weeks like last week, looking at three touchdowns. And it's just amazing. You're like... At some point, the attention has to go there. And then you talk about, you list those other corners for this Chicago team. I know who Kendall Vildor is just because of some of the draft coverage we did and those kinds of things. But you could have made up the name Duke Shelley. And I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. No disrespect, but like, I would have literally no idea if you were just pulling that name out of a hat. Duke Shelley is
3: like maybe five eight. Um he's he came out of Kansas State two years ago. And nice, I thought he was gonna be a really good slot corner. I, I actually thought them drafting him and signing Buster Screen was a bit redundant. Sure. Um and it it sort of worked out that way. But with Screen banged up, he 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 could be a pretty good slot corner. Um I don't know a ton. I haven't seen a lot of you know, he he doesn't have a huge amount of snaps on the year, but his pro football focus grade was kind of mediocre. So yeah, yeah. you know, and again he's a second year player
2: right really really interesting good on you for knowing who duke shelley was that's impressive my my friend we're gonna get into some deep dive uh, offseason stuff in a couple months here and i'm excited to to get back into that nerd life with you it's gonna be fun but hey so uh, my my choice here is akeem hicks um i'll be watching him throughout this game the Bears' defensive lineman, because one of the biggest differences between this game on Sunday and when these two teams met in Week 12 is that Hicks was not able to play that week. He was dealing with an injury, and Coach Lafleur even talked this week about how Hicks changes this defense that Chicago has, and how his availability will make this defense so much more challenging this time around. So I'll be watching this Packers' offensive line as they match up with Hicks, uh, who is one of the most disruptive pass rushing defensive linemen in the league. And as good as the Packers offensive line has been this year, we know that they have had to shuffle the pieces a little bit to keep it put together. Uh, They've got Corey Lindsley back, which is absolutely huge. Uh, But they are also without Rick Wagner this week, which, pushes Billy Turner to tackle probably and either Lucas Patrick or John Runyon into the guard slot. So those matchups with Hicks will be really, really important to keep an eye on because the Packers put up 41 points on this bears team in week 12. Um, but Hicks will be determined to slow down this Packers offense this time around.
3: Yeah. And if I'm remembering correctly, cause I know you and I broke that game down the night of uh, that was one of the weeks that we had the Monday show and, and if I'm remembering correctly, during the, the game broadcast, they did talk a lot about the lack of Akeem Hicks and and what problems that caused for the Bears' defense because Packers were essentially able to slide all of their protection to Khalil Mack. Mm. Um, and you certainly can't do that right, uh, right. with Akeem Hicks lining up. So great to have Corey Lindsley back um, for a second week. You know, he, he's he's definitely going to make sure that those, those communications are good. But the idea of Khalil Mack going against Billy Turner... Maybe not the most comforting in the thought um, that I've ever had. So uh, we'll switch over to the key matchups on defense and I'm gonna go with David Montgomery versus the Packers run defense. Montgomery has been absolutely red hot uh, down the stretch for the Chicago Bears defense or for the Chicago Bears team. Uh, and to me this is the key to the game. If the Bears have a chance, in this one, it is Montgomery getting going early and the Bears being able to use the play-action passing game to keep long, sustained drives together. I thought Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, uh, even Brian Price did a really nice job against Tennessee. I was afraid the Titans' play-action passing attack was really going to hurt the Packers, that they are going to be able to get everybody sucked up and then have Tannehill just throw it over the top. And while the Bears don't have nearly the weapons the Titans do, Allen Robinson and company are good enough to move the ball as we've, we've seen recently. So keeping the pass rush lanes on third down is important for the defensive line as well, because you know, Trubisky is likely to scramble if he doesn't see anything open on his first read or two. So Smith Brothers, Rashawn Gary, them having to carry that momentum forward of what was a I will say a dominant performance against Tennessee is going to be equally as important as the defensive lineman, but really just being able to stop the run consistently the way that they did against Tennessee is going to be crucial in this one. So you you know, I I think it's natural for us to think if they can stop Tennessee, they can yeah. stop Chicago. And that is absolutely a fair point. But the games don't work that way. You right. don't always carry everything forward. Um, I don't know what the strategy is going to be for Petten, if if they're going to just crash everybody forward like they did against Tennessee, which worked great, um, or if if they're more likely to play a traditional defense and, and maybe let them have some of those sustained drives and hope to stop them in the red zone.
4: 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, with more total visits than any other job site, according to CompScore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Term and conditions apply.
2: Yeah, and Derek Henry has the name. Obviously, everyone's there's a fear that comes with the name derrick henry and even though david montgomery is playing the way he is there is not that fear associated with the player but you're right i mean if the packers look past someone like montgomery he's the one we, we talk and we'll get into this but he's someone who could flip this a little bit in the not the bears favor but if there's a way that the bears could pull this game out it's a player like montgomery having a great game and, and- it, it go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, I, I, I think it's fair to say that this past
3: Sunday was the best tackling performance we've seen out of this Green Bay defense. Yeah, definitely this season, maybe in two years. Oh, wow. and and so, you know, to me, it was such an impressive performance. Is that a sign of things to come? Or was it they were just really up for that game? Mm-hmm. Something about being in Lambo in the snow right, right. got him going. Um, the challenge of going up against Derrick Henry. You, you certainly hope yeah. the defense is in that mindset, knowing how important this one is. Yeah,
2: There's a lot of reasons to be up for this game, and so I hope that the Packers... Uh, have that same energy because there is so much on the line in this matchup and it, it does feel like the defense is hitting their stride at the perfect time you know we talk about it doesn't really it, it matters how you play throughout the season but you have to get hot at the end to make that run and all the things seem to be coming together and obviously the run defense is a big thing That's it has been a, a, a plague for this team and it seems like that is something that it, it showed vast improvement last week and so there's plenty of reason to be honest optimistic, I'm going to talk about something else uh, that seems to be coming along nicely at the perfect time. uh, And that's that I'm going to be watching these Packers safeties in this game against Chicago. And why wouldn't you want to watch the Green Bay safeties? Because they've been so good lately. So much fun to watch. Uh, Savage had a pick. Uh, the last the last week against the Titans almost had that second interception as well, and Amos uh, continues to be rock solid and consistent for this team. And this week in Week 17 is a matchup against Mitch Trubisky and his led offense. Um, that was an experiment in Week 12 whether or not they wanted to be a Mitch Trubisky led offense, but now it's the plan that the Packers or what the Bears are rolling with, and Mitch has done some really nice things over these last couple of weeks, and it certainly gives them. A spark, I guess if you want to call it that, um, that was lacking there for this team. Uh, But I think we know that turnovers are certainly a possibility, especially if the Packers are able to get out to an early lead and the Bears start forcing that passing game. And with Jair and coverage, uh, I think targets will probably go elsewhere, uh, leading to some opportunities for guys like Savage and Amos to get in on the action. Remember in Week 12, we saw Savage... Uh, have two interceptions and of course he's been on a tear since then so I'll be watching the matchup between uh, Mitchell's intermediate and deep throws and see how accurate he can be and the safeties to see if they can take advantage of some of those opportunities that I think they're bound to get in this game
3: yeah it's interesting one of the things that I was thinking about you know as we talk about like this rivalry between the Packers and the Bears is like how much does that really impact a, a player going into the game like how motivated are they and I think guys that have been around for a while certainly feel that you know yeah. I, I don't think it would take you very long to figure out that Aaron Rodgers is motivated by this rivalry um because it's a team he's played twice for his entire career yeah
1: um
3: twice a season that that is and and so you know I, I don't know that let's let's pick somebody at random like like Preston Smith you know he went to Mississippi State he probably learned this rivalry with Old Miss in college and like it takes years to get there like that, like yeah. hatred of like playing the same, <laughs> same right, guys, right. that uniform. Um, you know, he goes to the Washington football team and they have rivalries, certainly with Dallas and Philly and probably the Giants too. And, and so, you know, you, you get in your career, you, you play four seasons there and, and you develop that in, in time. I don't know that Preston Smith feels the same way. I, yeah. I you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Sure. But for Adrian Amos, yes. who you mentioned, this game yes. is personal. Yes. Um, and and so I, I love that particular matchup. I love the way Darnell Savage is playing. I, I think I think that's something that you know it's probably a little overstated by fan bases, yeah. but certainly um, players shouldn't need any more motivation to play through this one.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought up Adrian Amos because that's a perfect example. And you know there's a player who feels a little bit underappreciated, maybe looked past a little bit. It's probably Adrian Amos. And obviously there was a lot of trash talked about Adrian Amos and how replaceable he was when he left those Chicago Bears. So uh, talk about somebody who comes with a chip on their shoulder. We always talk about Aaron Rodgers. Adrian Amos is going to come with that absolutely this weekend. Um, But I think we might be ready to turn the page. Uh, to some X factors here. If you're ready, Mister uh, Mertzig, we're going to keep our hot streak alive of semi-relevant takes here. Uh, so go ahead and, and lead us off with your X factor this week.
3: <laughs> if we had had the Friday show last week, I was definitely to pick AJ Dillon, Just for the record, but, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I really think I was, but MVS. Um, <laughs> so you know, I, as I laid out my my key matchups, I think the situation is going to present itself for another player on the offense to step up and have a big game, Devontae is going to get his but I think there's going to be room there for another player to have a a pretty nice game and I like the idea of MVS being able to use his speed to get open with the safety attention really being focused on Devante and I think he can make a couple of big plays you know Duke Shelley like I mentioned before he's been fine for the Bears and Wilder has been all right for a rookie they both possess really good athletic tools but both are short both under 5'10". And really, you'd prefer both of them to play out of the slot, if possible. Mm -hmm. And that may not be the case. If Jalen Johnson doesn't go, there's going to be a slot corner on the outside. And MVS and Lazard should have a lot of favorable matchups in the short passing game because they're going to have huge size advantages. But I think it is MVS's ability to get behind the coverage of young, mistake-prone players that will really make him stand out in this game.
2: Yeah, I'm excited just hearing you talk about that, knowing, I mean, MBS, you're talking about MBS, so you're excited, so I don't want to, like, take away from MBS, but I'm thinking about Lazard and oh, his yeah. big, almost tight end frame going up against, if you were to get up with someone like Duke Shelley, who you said is 5'8", like, I mean, oh my goodness, like, have a game. Uh, Alan Lazard, let's go. Uh, it's exciting stuff. MVS, I'm sure. We haven't seen the deep shots lately to MVS. I think he's due. And it seems like a good week uh, to throw some of those in here. So it's kind of hard to get any traction
3: in the passing game when Devante catches absolutely everything for like 70% of the I
2: yards. I know. I was like, let's uh, distribute some of those uh, targets, Mr. Rogers, especially when you're playing against Devante. I mean, why would you ever not throw to
3: Devontae <laughs> right. if He's going to do what he's doing, right? now i understand but at some point
2: teams are just gonna say we can't give this up and they'll flood all sorts of coverage over there Yeah, it's unbelievable the hands that he's showing right now it's just otherworldly the catches that he's making that he makes it's you see the ball going to him and you're just like there's no chance that he doesn't catch that which is unreal because they're almost impossible catches just remarkable stuff from Devonte adams in 2020 folks but uh, my pick here is a little bit uh, we're we're on the offensive side of things and you're talking about somebody who's going to emerge on on offense and mvs and so robert Tunyon, make sure i say this right got it right is, thank you <laughs> Tunyon is no longer a mystery to anyone right i i guess the voting in the pro bowl would suggest otherwise but it seems like cheating to select a player like big bomb for big bomb there's a new uh there's a new uh, nickname for you. Big Bob uh, for X-Factors tonight. But I think he'll make a big difference in this game. I really do. First, uh, his, he's just so reliable. And Rodgers has come to trust him in really big moments. And the Packers, in they, they allowed him to do some things in Week 12 that were pretty damaging to this Bears team. He led the team in receiving yards uh, when they met earlier in Week 12. All of that. I think combined with Akeem Hicks being back and maybe preventing the Packers from being completely dominant in the trenches may have the Packers using some more play action and dumps off to the tight end throughout this game. And I think I think Tunyon scores in this game and I think he continues to show why he's one of the better tight ends in the league. All right.
3: So we made it through our key matchups on offense and defense and our X-Factors. And one of the things that I think we've started asking almost every week, just, just as, an, as an additional topic, is especially in these games where it seems like the Packers are heavily favored, what is the path to victory for the Chicago team? So if, if we come out Sunday night and you, know, you and I are, are crying because the Packers <sighs> blew the one seed somehow, what is it that Chicago did in order to, to pull that victory out?
2: Well, you are kind and gave me the chance to go first here because we talked about the running game earlier. And to me, I think if David Montgomery is able to get some run in this game and control the clock a little bit, I think that helps a ton. Um, so for me, that, that that's a big deal. If the Packers are not able to immediately get out to a lead, uh, if they can get out to a even 10-3, to 13-3 lead, I think this game goes the Packers' way pretty easily. If they stumble out of the gate... And they're trailing three to seven for a while, or even like three to ten. I think it gives the Bears an opportunity with that running game to kind of work this thing into the fourth quarter, where it's a lot closer than fans want. Um, it could be interesting. Obviously, anytime you play the Bears, it's an in division game. It's in Chicago. You know, it's it's going to be a tough matchup for the Packers to win. You can't look past it, even though the Bears haven't been the team that the Packers have been. I think it's running game, and I think it's getting out to that early lead. Yeah, and, and that that probably is
3: is something I would agree with. I, I think, you know, in addition to that, we always have to factor in. It's an NFL game, so things like turnovers, things like penalties, those all have big impacts. Injuries can can certainly, um, you know, be a big factor too, but my thought is, um, you know, for the Packers to lose this game, they sort of have to lay a little bit of a dud. Um kind of similar to what they did against the Detroit Lions in in week 17 of last year. The NBA is back in action and football is heading into the playoffs. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online.
1: Uh
2: Andrew. Yeah. We have to break some news live on the podcast. It's not good. It's not what, good. What are you uh, hearing? David Bakhtiari is done for the season. This is uh live information. I'm not joking. Andrew didn't know I was gonna say this. I just got a no. notification to my phone that. It's feared that David Bakhtiari tore an ACL in practice, and is done for the season. Wow. Well, that is terrible news.
3: Um, certainly, that is a uh, massive deal because the one place the Packers really haven't had to slide any protection is is left tackle, um, in in quite a while. So, well,
2: wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't want to wrap up the show because this is going to be the biggest news that we have tomorrow. i got to um, be
3: honest to the listeners. I thought something horrible happened to Kyle personally because I was trying to get through my answer to the path for victory for the Bears, and Kyle looked like he was going to cry.
2: Uh, I am almost crying. I am fighting back literal tears right now. Uh, Ian Rapport says season-ending knee injury today in practice towards ACL. Just crushing is what Ian says, and man, uh, live response from me, unedited here. I, I'm, that's a big deal. Obviously, that shakes up everything we've talked about as far as this offensive line. Uh, the guys on tomorrow's show will be able to give you guys a little bit more of an idea of, of what the Packers may do to, to, you know, to deal with this. And obviously, they're they're they are completely primed for a postseason run. But my goodness, when you lose your All-Pro left tackle um, week 17, that's a huge blow.
3: Yeah, and made probably even bigger of a deal by the Rick Wagner injury. Yeah. Um, so we we don't really know what the tackle depth looks like. Um, obviously, didn't have a lot of time to prepare for this uh, <laughs> as we're literally breaking the the news in in you know minute twenty two of the podcast. So um, when we talk about path to victory for the Bears and you know the potential of getting the Packers offense off the field quickly um, which very few teams have been able to do sacks are one of the things that have have been a problem and and not having Bakhtiari is going to be a uh, colossal deal for this team so um, not to
2: be a total downer at the end of our episode but yeah (laughs) way way
3: to way to really like kick us you know where 2020 thanks for that
1: yeah happy new year we
3: we couldn't get through the last uh you know five and a half hours of 2020 without something horrible (laughs) happening. So, so I I guess that changes a lot. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, that probably affects what we would have talked about in key matchups. And, and certainly when the Packers offense is on the field and and now the Khalil Mack situation becomes a really big deal because we don't know who the left tackle is going to be now or throughout the playoffs. Um,
2: What's Jared Bell here doing right now?
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna make it through COVID protocol in yeah, time for this yeah. week. But uh, that that's that's bad. Is is there anything else that we
2: wanted to talk about? I hate to end the show oh, on this crushing boy. note, but obviously but this we'll, is gonna we'll be the, all. Yeah, we'll generously let the team tomorrow break that down in detail with expert analysis and not just our total depression. Um, I'm upset. Uh, I'm also I'm I'm also excited about Snacks Harrison. I mean, we can talk about that for just a second.
3: Yeah, yeah. So Snacks is coming in. Um,
2: Kyle, do you have some breaking jersey number information? Damon Snacks Harrison will wear number ninety-eight for the Green Bay Packers. How does okay. that sound? I, I I think that's the number he's worn his whole career, right? Uh,
3: Who who's who's worn ninety-eight for the Packers? I know not, C.J. Wilson. Not I'll anybody. Stop my head.
2: Good. Um, <laughs> LaTroy, La-Troy Guyon? Okay. Yeah. That's um, a good one. Uh Fidel Brown.
3: That's not a good one. That's not. Um uh Chris Odom. Chris Odom, yeah.
2: Does I think know who Gabe that is?
3: Wilkins. Yeah. Gabe Wilkins wore ninety eight, yeah, I think, I think you're right. if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. Um so that that yeah. he signed a big free agent deal with the yeah. 49ers. That's kind of what yeah, <laughs>
2: he was most famous. Known <laughs> for. That's um, what he did. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of 98 on Snacks than I am 16 on um, Tavon. Tavon Austin. Thank you. Tavon. Yeah, Tavon Austin. So I don't know. I said I mean, Tavon and I met Tavon yeah, on good. Monday's
3: show and I re listened to it and I I cringed. And so I just made <laughs> the same mistake again.
2: Nice.
3: Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, the addition of Snacks Harrison and the. On paper, it sounds awesome. I don't know what's going on with him, why he wasn't able to get on the field for Seattle.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, I, I don't know a lot of the situation, so I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. He certainly can be a force in the run game, and, yeah. and that's somewhere the Packers really need help. Um, but does he bring anything that, you know, uh, uh, who, who is the guy I was talking about earlier? <laughs> The new dude, Brian Price, Um, you know, does he bring anything to the table that Brian Price doesn't? maybe if it's you know 2018 snacks Harrison definitely yeah,
2: but right. I, I don't know what he looks like right now so right. um cautiously optimistic yeah yeah i think that that's the the hope the packers obviously been interested in snacks for a long time and i didn't think that he'd make it that far through waivers i didn't know that he was interested in waivers the way that it kind of sounded on twitter but uh seems like the stars have aligned and snacks will be playing for the packers Ah, uh, to give us at least that hope that he can be that player that we saw just a couple of years ago and in an area that the Packers clearly need a little bit of help. So yeah, and um, right before we jumped on
3: here, I saw um some some uh, reporting from a Lafleur interview that he was saying there's a possibility plays this week. It seems crazy, yeah, i I, I would never have believed yeah. that, but it was coming from one yeah. of the
2: Packers beat writers. so that's mm-hmm. very interesting. Kingsley Kiki is obviously dealing with that concussion and that's one body that would be, you know, if you're looking to replace snaps and maybe that maybe they feel good about what he gives them over somebody else that they can plug in there. That's that's one thing that came to my mind. But, yeah, that seems like, man, uh, they're really excited if, if they're going to throw him out there week 17 in, in a, you know, basically playoff situation. So um, Packers are excited. I'm excited. And, and we're excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Replace snaps with
3: snacks. So. <laughs> One thing that I just wanted to talk about, I I won't spend a lot of time on this, but it's just my need to vent. I have heard so many times over the last few weeks about people saying, would you rather have the buy or not? And I just can't understand for the life of me what kind of rationale it would take from a person to be like, yeah, I'd rather this team play an extra game, have the additional risk for more injuries than be quote-unquote rusty.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and and like it just – I cannot come up with any justification. I've never heard a good reason to not want the buy, mm-hmm. And so that is all I'm saying. I've heard that question asked on this podcast, on many, many other podcasts, I've I've heard it, you know, all across Twitter and, and everywhere else. Like, would you rather just keep up your hot start? No, you would rather <laughs> have a bye, let your guys get healthy. And now we get to deal with how in the heck are we going to replace our left tackle? Right. And so to have a few weeks yes. to to try to figure that out and yes. game plan and have another team that's coming off of a game and the advantage that that brings. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, the other thing is, you know you're guaranteed to play your first two playoff games at Lambeau Field in the elements against a bunch of teams that aren't used to right. playing the Colts. So, yes, I would rather have the bye 100
2: times out of 100. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's absolutely the, the truth. I, I've heard the argument, and it is interesting. I mean, that's that's kind of like one of those, like, I don't know how to say it, but it's like the just it's not real. It's not, you can't support it with like evidence, but there's that like whole like momentum thing and those kinds of things. You don't want to keep, stop the ball from rolling when it's going well and those kinds of things. But my goodness, you get to play one less game and you're right. like, you're playing the odds here and, and that's, that's in your favor. And you, I mean, hit the nail on the head. This is huge. And I'm sure the group tomorrow will talk about this intelligibly. Uh that, Ability to look at your left tackle situation with that extra week is absolutely huge. If you're forced to go right away, uh, it's a totally different situation. And with the COVID protocols this year, I mean, it does allow you to get someone in like Belt here, whoever it may be, uh, that could get through that in time to play where that wouldn't be the case if you're playing that weekend. So, uh, my goodness, lots of implications here. By week is huge. You want it. This team wants it. They're going to come out and play hard for it.
3: Yeah, but uh, that is all the time we have for today. Um, sorry we didn't lead off with the Bakhtiari news, but we're recording a little early tonight, so uh, you get to hear live reactions. Uh, but this has been the Day Podcast. You can catch fi- uh, you can find Kyle on Twitter <laughs> at Packer underscore Pundit. You can catch him there, too. Uh, and you can find me at Andrew Murtig. Remember to also follow at Packity Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the podcast if you like what we're doing. You can catch Kyle and myself every single Friday. We'll be back next week, hopefully, previewing the bye week for the Packers. Thanks for listening, and as always, remember.